It's the California, 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 California Country Podcast. The show written and performed by California country artists and all about California country. As we go up and down the state in search of California's goal. Hosted by California native Dave Bernal, also known as Just Dave. I'm your redneck resident program director, Casey Cannon, Texafornian. It hits all of a sudden and below there's California. Let's get this thing started now, Dave. That would be us. <laughs> well, Casey, welcome back, my friend. Me too, Dave. I haven't seen you in a while. I know. I feel like I should say Happy New Year or something, you know. It would work. <laughs> it's been a while. About it's been a long time. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Mayo, That makes it very sad if we've taken that long. (laughs) Welcome back to the California Country Show. Uh, Our premiere episode in what could possibly be our new career, which is... uh, What's our new career? Not performing. Which is... Oh, oh gosh, don't say that. Don't say that. I don't want that anymore. No, no, no. Well, this is actually... This is day two of seven in a row for me, so... So this is exciting. You uh, I performed earlier today. You did. At a party. You, did. you played yeah. that, that that dude's party. Cinco de Mayo. I hope they don't take it wrong when they listen to this. I said that dead dude, but that's all he is to me because I didn't know the guy. <laughs> but you you spoke very highly of the guy. <laughs> I think he's awesome. So I should say I'm sorry for calling him the dead guy. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think he'll forgive you. God, I missed. I missed this. Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Just Dave. Of course, to my stage right, my co-host, Mr. Casey Cannon. That's me. And uh, we got a special guest in the studio today, huh? Who do we ever? We do. Well, um, we're going to introduce... Actually, I think Casey's the one that introduced me to Tony, so I think it's only fair that Casey introduces uh, Tony to the world here. Earth. This is Tony Zamora from Tremeloco. Hey, y'all. How's it going, boys? <laughs> Good, hey, man. Tony. You, you can scoot up more. I, I, got, okay. I, got, I got room for you to move here. We got Tony is stuck in the attic. Mr. Tony Zamora from the band Tremoloco, which we have played on previous podcasts before. Now, this, this podcast is different than a lot of other podcasts because normally what we're going to do, uh, normally what we have been doing is, you know, going on SoundCloud, playing tunes. Uh, we theme every show and things like that. We're still going to keep doing that, but this actual experiment that we're doing is that we actually want to people... I, I don't know if people have asked us. I, I don't. No one's really ever asked me to talk more. No, they actually don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad. <laughs> Even my own family says, "Too bad, you, you bastards." Talk a little too much. But this is the new thing where we're actually going to be. You know, this is our first premiere episode for iTunes and listeners. And, and and the whole point of California Country Show is to is to what to promote and let people know what's going on to hear music they've never heard or hear music they should have heard. I believe so. But also, too, we're talking about the whole point of, of what California country is, is, Casey, your philosophy, the manifest destiny. The, the westward expansion of country Americana music. Thank you. Yes. And all as, ends, up, all as, ends up here. All yeah. ends up here. <laughs> and now, land. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, the, the, the whole point of this, I'm, like I'm saying, I'm trying to get the whole point down, like, like we know. We're just, sit, we're just dudes sitting in a room talking in our brand new, in our brand new California country studio. The Red Room. The Red Room. Red Lovely. Ro- red it's room. nice, huh? Very nice, yeah. You know, put some, put some things on the wall here. Mm-hmm. 
But we want to talk about this. And we brought Tony along because Tony is, uh, not only is he an amazing musician, singer-songwriter, um, we were just talking about how busy you've been, he's too. He's more Latino yeah. than you are. And he's way more, no. Way I, more Latino than I, you are. I've been outside a lot, though. I'm, <laughs> I think so, yeah. it's I'm, not, That's not defined by how much it's not Spanish about, We're not talking phenotype speak. here. I'm talking genotype. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, thank you, Tony. Cal- I am a California native. But, You're a badass dude. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Because Where were you born? Right in Los Angeles, but I wouldn't say you okay. know, more Latino because uh, that's not defined anymore no. by how much Spanish you do or don't understand. Not, not, no, not today, it's not. You know. Although the younger so. generation are making sure that their kids speak Spanish, which is a good thing. That is a good thing. But um, basically, we're pochos day. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is okay. It used to be a slam, but Dude. It, it is what it is. Bro. But we are... The, <laughs> We're Americans. Well, I'm I'm the resident gringo here. Today. Well, you're a Texan. I'm a, Tex- a Texican. Whole other world Texican. There, man. Yeah. He's a Texican. And I yeah. actually do have some El Salvadorian in my family. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to call myself a red Mexican. So <laughs> you know. That's a good one. Totally the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a dumb Texican. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of. But that's all good for Cinco de Mayo. But this, but Cinco de Mayo. Let's just say this is Cinco de Mayo. Speaking of, let's let's toast. Okay. All right. Salud. 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 Bringing some dose. Dos Equis. Mm. That's two horses. <laughs> Technically, that's um, three Dos Equis. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, he, Tony came along with Single Day Mile because not only have you written some songs that are, uh, you know, like crossover, I mean, blues, yep. folk, yep. you do a lot of roots music and, uh, and, and a lot of country too. We have a lot of people in common that we're both fans of and, and have, you know, have jam with. But like the, the, um, we were talking about somebody that could possibly add some um, perspective into what does it mean to be, um, or what, I'm sorry, what does the Latin influence uh, have on country music? You know, what, how, 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 is, how are some of the foundations of country music built on Latin music and, uh, you know, and Mexican culture in general? Yeah, well, you know, it kind of starts for me with, um, you know, California. Obviously, that's our love, California country music. And Texas music yep. as well, you know that's oh, yeah. it doesn't hand get, in hand. It, it doesn't hand in hand doesn't get any stronger now, and that's because it's border. It's like the food. It's border music. Border and, music. You know, there's the Norteños and all this, and um, immediately want to jump to um, Buck and Merle, of course. But Buck was heavily influenced by. Um, he actually, I think he was from Texas and moved to mm-hmm. Arizona when he was younger, but ended up in Bakersfield, obviously, and gave us the California Bakersfield sound. And for a long time, um, it's just kind of lately that Latinos are listening more and more to country music. But the similarities have been there all along, especially with, like, in Tijuana, they have these huge towers of border radio. Mm-hmm. We did a whole episode about it. We just yeah, did a whole right, episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were two. They were way more powerful, so they yeah. had a big reach. So he was influenced by that Wolf heavily. Jack. And we And Dave and I were just talking about this. One of the great drummers, drummer of the year from... Uh, Academy of Country Music was Willie Cantu, who played ah, in the okay. original Absolutely. original Buckaroo, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know who mine is? My favorite, Freddie Fender. Freddie Fender. There you go. So if you got the dinero, so, I so, got the Camaro. <laughs> I think the thing is, is that it's rural country, you know, ranch music, you know, rancheros and norteños and all that. It's all yeah. kind of country, sort of. Simple stuff that um, touches people, you know. So what's that beat, right? I mean, is the yeah. beat the, is the beat the core for me? Yeah. Like I can hear like uh, it's the accordion. Mm-hmm. And see, that all germs from German music. Well, the, the accordion comes from German music, yeah. but, mm-hmm. but the early influence is in, Maximilian in, in, brought all that. Mexico has was 
you know, this, in fact, this ties into Cinco de Mayo. That's actually a celebration of a defeat over the French. Mm-hmm. After the war, right around 1862 or so, something like that. Um, Just pre-Civil they War. Fe- they defeated the French in a, in a war, in a battle, Battle of Puebla. That they never should have won. They okay. were outnumbered. And yeah. That's really the celebration. And what it did was a flashpoint for them. It, didn't, it wasn't crucial in turning away the French at that moment, but... It did give Mexican people um, just inspiration to keep going and to keep fighting. Yeah. Did that have anything to do with Zapata? Uh, Saragossa was the Saragossa. leader of town. Saragossa, okay. So, so, so what ended up happening Write is... Write this down. <laughs> I know I'm back in so, school. Uh, so, so, well, yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Okay. And, and a lot <laughs> of people... There will be a test. <laughs> they confuse it with Mexican independence. But but the point is, is that, mm. that you know, here in the States, um, they there's not... It's just so, so closely tied with... You know, you're talking about the beat that yeah. the Mexicans, I mean, the uh, the French and, of course, the Spanish, obviously, and the Germans, and the Germans did bring the accordion. But it was all uh, European influence in the early days, and our, our Mexican music in California and in the early part, and Texas in the early part of the, uh, like, the 1800s and late 1700s, was uniquely American. It was influenced by other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, so, so almost the uh, it's it's evolving as the Appalachian Mountains are evolving. Yeah, country yeah. music at the same yeah, time, yeah. and and in Mexico they have uh, the Huastec Mountain region, which is the the, Huaz- okay. the Huasteca stuff is uh, every every region. There's 32 states in Mexico, and every region practically has their own type of uh, 32 counties in Ireland. 32 counties in Ireland. Mexico's and, and, 32. 32. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. We should open up a we should open up a bar. <laughs> 32 teams in the NFL. We, we you know I did a show with Man. Ken O'Malley from the Twilight Lord. Is that right? right? Just, just right, recently cool. uh, about Mexican and Irish music tied together. That was one of the things we brought in was that there are 32 counties in Ireland. So, mm. but in Mexico they really are diverse. And the reason I brought this up is because in the Huastec region, the mountain region. That's Mexican hillbilly music, man. That stuff's back. That stuff's backwards. Oh, yeah. it's, it's so backwards. The, the rhythms are like. Oh. Oh yeah, that's killer. So that's so it's kind of it's kind of yeah. a little bit different, it's right? It's like so, a march almost. Yeah, it's it's a different thing, and it's you know there's so where's ha- the one? There, there's so, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you play guitar on. You wonder where the one is, but son harrocho and all all this stuff. But in the end, as it gets close to the border, it becomes border music, just like the food is a. Uh, is a mix of Texas barbecue and, or, or you know, it's all it's all kind of mixed. And we don't and get so, that. We don't get Texas Mexican here. No, no, we don't. No, it's sad. Yeah. But you know, we get something that's uniquely West. Yeah, you, and, and healthy. We, we a California is, uh, take on Mexican yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. So, so the music has evolved, and and polkas, and you know, the two steps, and polka, they're not very far away from. Each no, they're other. really not. No, they're not. So. I mean, Buck Owens yeah. really took a lot of that sound. He did. You know, as he far as Bakersfield, yep. huge. I mean, how much? How much do you think of that Bakersfield sound? Is is directly you know descended on the fact that like where he was playing, Bakersfield and those people are you know it's migrant farmland. I think, it's, I think uh, a lot. I think he was uh, when he was in Arizona as a kid. He said that all he listened to was border radio. Mm-hmm. So, so there you go. Yeah. So it creeped. And you know what? In. As a young man, what I'd say 12, 13, hearing music from the say 1970, 1965. Uh-huh. I, uh, Mendocino, who, who was that artist? We played him. I love him to death. Mendocino, Doug that's, Som. That's, uh, Doug Som. Doug Som. That's what turned yeah. Texas me as a Texan on oh, to like Latin mm-hmm. sound. And see, here in California, when they trekked out here, uh, there was a place called the Taste of Texas in Covina, the original one. And that's the first time I saw Doug Som and Freddie Fender and Flacco and all those guys because we're California kids, right? Yeah. And, yeah. You know, 
Yeah, so so it, it made its way out here, and um, I think that there's some young artists. I, off the top of my head, I can't remember their names. Some really young, like 14, 15 year olds, and they're it's pretty young Mexican kids, mm -hmm. uh, Latino kids. Uh, one's a Puerto Rican, and they're playing straight up country, man. Oh, that's and, awesome! And, and, yeah, so they're so eventually it's gonna you know. Uh, that that's been kind of my goal with Tremoloco all along is to mix Mexican music and country music. And it mm -hmm. hasn't been that easy, but I, I love um, Tremoloco. You yeah, guys are great. it's it's been kind of funny, and it's it's kind of hurt us in some ways. Trying to, you certainly don't get pigeonholed. They don't know where to put you. Which radio stations? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do we do do we do the uh, interviews in English or in Spanish or do we do a Spanish song? So so we kind of do all of it. But we're we're coming up on our fourth album, and I don't know. I got something in store that may. Hopefully. I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. I, we'll do a song from the new album a little Ooh. bit later. So Yeah, we're going to have some, uh, you can play some stuff here today, aren't you? Yeah, at least one. So It'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. With get, you guys. Get a chance to jam out a little yeah, bit. Play with Tony Z. Yeah, so it'll be fun. Well, if, uh, first of all, um, since we got you uh, here right now, normally we'll do some plugs. And last time we were on our radio show, you were the DJ. Yeah. Oh, the little Remember TV we, 29 show. Twenty Nine Mules came out, and did your show. Oh yeah, right. Your daughter came yeah, in, and yeah, sang yeah, with yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, that was dude. Uh, yeah, I could never get that film from them because it's owned by the city. Been, I bugged you for like two years. For I that. couldn't get it. I tried. They <laughs> did you guys do a radio show? <laughs> no, yeah, it, was it was actually a, TV a show. Uh, cable television show. It was really mm. fun, and that lasted a few episodes. And the, it was cool. Yeah, it was. You're, you're good at it. Yeah, that was that was a blast. So, but we're hoping to do that stuff with with this. Yeah, we're thing trying to turn this into. Yeah. A visual, also. You know, at least, you know, radio, and then, yeah. of course, um, you know, if we can start getting some cool things, you know, the bits recorded on, on video and stuff like that. Sure. This is just the start, man. I mean, like, yeah, I, I want to just start opening up this dialogue. Yeah, this is, this oh, is great. This is so, exactly what we wanted. So you're, let me, because this is kind of the, in in my mind, you're, you're L.A. I mean, I'm, I'm born in Fresno, so that that's okay. where I come from. Yep. I'm raised in Northern California, so, yeah. you know, I... I Still I, a California boy. And I'm Fort Worth, oh, yeah. Fort Worth. Fort Worthless. So, you know, you've got these different kinds of people. You know, I stayed on the West Coast. You stayed here. Mm -hmm. Did you ever move away? I yeah, mean, I lived in a couple of different places, but I've been in California and Los Angeles most of my life. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I, I moved up Where else you to moved? Oregon for a little while. Yeah. And, you know, but yeah, this is home. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cinco de Mayo, man. They're, they're already out there. Fly. That's, that's, a, that's a ghetto bird up there. Yeah, right. Well, you know, uh, the, I think these Mexican, mics don't. Mexican band out front. <laughs> these mics don't pick. It's that vocal mic that's shooting right out the window there. It's just like, uh, you know. But, yeah, and I mean, California and especially Los Angeles looms large. And it's been, I've seen, you know, the changes. Of, but it's still music and it's still fun. And, and. My thing with Tremologo, especially the first full-length album, we did EP first, but the first full-length album was the connection between different cultures and music. Well, the first one was a uh, connection between Texas and and uh, mm -hmm. and Very LA. Cool. Yeah. So. Which is what we do every day. Every yeah, time we did. right. Exactly. So <laughs> we were destined to do our so show together. We, <laughs> so we did our first album, and it had all the LA guys on it. It had the guys from Warren Lobos and. Uh, Johnny Lee Shell, who's a Texan that's living here now, and then I just pulled up stakes and went to to Texas and recorded in Austin for a, you know um, one of your boys, uh, Steve Bruton, the late Steve Bruton. Oh yeah, he's a, was he's on the record man. and stuff. So and and Cindy Cash Dollar and Red Volcart mm -hmm. uh, mm. and the Norteños too. I mean the oh. uh, Tejanos too. You know Joel Guzman. So we kind of meld. I was always looking to meld different things together. Who formed Los Lobos? Los Lobos. 
was the original Four Guys, and it's still the original mm-hmm. Four Guys since 1973. Wow. Yeah, they're up on that wall right there. Yeah, yeah. that's David Hidalgo, Luis Perez, Conrad Lozano, and Cesar Rosas. And what a great band. What a great band. And then mm-hmm. the new guy who's been there about 25, 30 years is Steve Berlin. So. Mm-hmm. Is, he, is he backup singer drums? or what's uh, he No, he's the... Uh, Sax player, and sax player, yeah. Okay, okay. Right, great, yeah, great man. I mean, here in in um, in uh, Los Angeles, there was a sort of the East LA boom of music, but uh, there was no Latino sort of rock and rollers. There was Willie G, who was a little before. Yeah, well, he, he's, he's a little older than than we are. So, so where did it survive then? The clubs and the well, uh, no, I think that church I think outside that, of LA. I think that the I think that the um, East LA uh, sound, uh, which is would you, by would you put Lobo. Sublime into that or Ozzy, no, that's Ozzy way, Motley? Way, way after these guys are influenced okay. by these guys. So, that's what I mean. so yeah. early on, it's Willie G, Cannibal and the Headhunters, and obviously Los Lobos. But Los Lobos opened it up where you go, oh, these dudes are Latinos. They're playing uh, cumbias and yeah. polkas and yeah. Mexican stuff and Mexican accordion, you know, button accordion, and they're doing it. So they were the first ones. So. Um, you know, the just are all the props in the world. You almost can't do be from L.A. and do any sort of blend of Mexican. Yes, because you're just Los Lobos. Without <laughs> a nod to them, at least. So yeah, I figured it was just easier to put them on the record <laughs> and admit it. <laughs> admit it. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. Uh, here's the song I stole from you. Can you be on it? But, That's yeah, great. We have some good stuff for the Cinco de Mayo music too. George yeah. Strait, George Strait doing a wonderful uh, El Rey. Dance. Yeah, El Rey. And we got uh, we got War on there too. Oh, I, cool. I'm, Herb I'm Alpert. Uh, Herb Alpert who's playing in oh, Simi nice. Valley pretty soon too. It's it's, it's going. He's an LA guy too. I yep. think right. Just yeah. more of a I'm studio not system. Sure but uh, where he was born, but uh, you know he's part. He's A and M. He's the A and M. Yeah, record, he's a, so. yeah. He's um, all they have left. Tijuana Brass, yeah. <laughs> He's the last one. He's the last one. Well, I, was, I was just pointing to my record player up there. I, I uh, still have that that Herb Alpert in there. We're gonna pull that off of uh, off of. Yeah, that was some groovy, yeah, groovy stuff, man. Yeah. I thought I thought he was like a jazz guy, but and he is. Yeah, I, I would say I would say he is. He was but pretty... <laughs> he was, sorry, I didn't get to. Herb Alpert's. Coming he was pretty. To... Don't talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> here, let's start this up for you. We're fighting here, people. Yeah, I fell. Over. Arm wrestling. How uh, dare you? Kicking me under the table. Don't Challenge talk about you Herb Albert. To a duel. Yeah. Not during Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> you guys ever hear of Bud and Travis? You know who they are? I have heard about it. Mm. What, what do they do? <laughs> they are the funniest couple of characters. They fought a lot to, to start off with. They were a duo. And they started ah, maybe the late 50s. They were a folk duo. Oh, and big influence on the, on the Kingston Trio. But they're Californians. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're closer to you. They're maybe San Francisco. But they did this you know they did folk music they were really really cool but they did a latin album and an early version of la bamba and all this malgenes la rosa all these songs in spanish like mm-hmm. perfect diction perfect they, they were amazing and um i just thought that bring them up because they were total californians as far as I can tell, they're white guys. No, thank you. Sure. Now we have more they're, more they're, fuel for another cool. show. Yeah, no, those guys, <laughs> they, they were hilarious. And uh, The Bud and Travis Latin album. When you, when you That's listen, what it's called. When you listen to uh, their music, um, their Latin music, you, you would never know that they aren't anything but... They're two white boys. Man, you would think they're from the mountain region. Oh, I see their, <laughs> I see their picture. I know they're white boys. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're definitely white. They're definitely white. Oh my god! But the Mexicans don't wear those kind of sweaters. You know, we, <laughs> hey, we, we white people like to be pink. Yeah, we're pink. We're not white. So, um, 
What? We're pink. What the hell's the matter with you? You're not... What? It's Actually, only pink when someone don't, slaps don't, don't you. Don't make up I stereotypes. Got, I'm it's... part Italian, so I've got brown. I'm brown. You only it's... pink if someone smacks you. Yeah, exactly. Pink now, son. No. <laughs> oh. But those what guys are you, are, they're, they're, they're weird. I wanted to bring them up for single demo because uh, uh, it's a perfect blend. It's like the white guys doing Mexican music. It's amazing. Good as yeah. Yeah. Mexican band. And they're, and they're awesome. Well, so. You know, back on the subject of, of, say, race doing another, say, mm -hmm. race or ethnicities, uh, mm -hmm. supposed music. Right. Uh, that was air quotes for radio people. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorites, honestly, and I watched this documentary a couple weeks ago and it made me cry because it was, was one of the bands I just grew up loving and it's Fishbone. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, playing yeah, hard, fast punk rock, white boy music. Yeah, and you know we got to open for Fishbone a couple of times. Twenty Nine Mules did, yeah. but uh, and I had no idea of what was going on in their life. I had yeah. no idea the, yeah, that, that Angelo was living here with his mama. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and it just made me cry. I mean, I love my heroes. Too. I did shows with them a long time ago at the Club Lingerie, which is probably way before you guys' time. Well, yeah, we should they, talk about. They were great. They we should definitely great. mention the music business. I mean, because yeah. like you know, I I wonder why someone like I mean I obviously being a band from East LA like there is a lot of clout that comes with that yeah. there's a lot of community that comes with that but you know in our world as far as country goes everyone's moving to Nashville yeah everyone's Austin. moving to Austin yeah exactly <laughs> uh -huh. so what is it that keeps you know the, the business like how do you keep how do you keep alive in the business here with LA because I mean you know that's well, uh, that's it, tough like any anywhere else um, there's that whole used to be the Nashville system and however it is these days whether it's you know um idol tv shows or mm. or, or, or the nashville never heard of it or the nashville the nashville <laughs> there's that nashville tv show whatever Boy George. Um, music sort of stays the same and what happened what happened here is uh sorry tony I, I played i played on american idol with boy george but i just did harmonica so i just want to clear chameleon. that up. Wow. yeah it's the he, least uh, country thing that you could do. Boy George didn't even give you a reach around. What kind of host is he that? Was, there was, he was separated by about a bunch of 14-year-olds in between us. So, yeah. you know. Dave yeah. Bernal here got a big crane shot right by his uh -huh. his, his, his hood. <laughs> didn't, didn't let me wear a hat, though. I had to do, go without the hat. Sorry, Tony, you, you so were saying. I, I was saying Boy George and you uh, on American Idol. Okay. You're an item now. <laughs> Oh, I was supposed to wait uh, to announce that. Dude, can we, can we that, that's, derail everything. But back to the business. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. changed a lot, obviously. Sorry, George. You know, it's just changed. And um, So you think it's more about voice and, and no, steri sterility? I think, I think I think if you either go with it or you don't, you know. And mostly it's it, it, it came about for me. And for most, it became it came about because of the digital age of music and mm -hmm. things change and people don't sell. Even a band like Los Lobos, they're a pretty good example. They don't sell a ton of records. There's no more record stores. They but don't, amazing live. But they tour constantly and they make good money doing that and they sell records at their shows and they do a lot of movies and TVs and stuff. So, so the business model has changed. And if you fight it, and we have the whole thing with um, Spotify and yeah. Taylor Swift doing whatever she did. And all these things are constantly in flux so for us it's it's gotten to the point where la is still la and it's a hard place to um to work and make a lot of money it, unless you're of a certain level if yeah you're, if you're a big star then you're not worried about it but it didn't used to be that way it used to be a lot of clubs and they paid decently and all that's changed they'll just hire sure a DJ. Has. they'll just not have music or they'll hire some band who's 
That's one of my pet peeves is people mm-hmm. that work for, yeah, for, absolutely. for cheap and it's kind of... That was kind of part yeah. of the end of the 29 Mules, um, them trying to put us into honky-tonks all around mm-hmm. L.A., but these honky-tonks, yeah. all they want is kind of cover music. Yeah, and they probably <laughs> don't want to pay. And so really... That, that's a big thing. It's a huge So thing whether you're right. from L.A. or East L.A. or wherever, uh, you just got to take your music out to people. I mean, we do real well in Canada, and, and we do pretty... When we do well in Texas, and we just have to... Make records and go out there and yeah. try and sell them and play it. Shit. So you're never, you're never a prophet in your own town. You know, you it's know, hard. you got to get out there. And, and actually, it's funny, again, to bring up Los Lobos. They, uh, we played with them, I guess it was two years ago, um, at the Greek Theater. And now that the first Cinco de Mayo Festival. Dude. Well, that has sort of changed now for them as well. And so now they're playing with Dave Alvin today. So oh, there's wow, a pl- wow. There's a plug for them. But... Uh, I forget the venue. The Alvin Brothers. But but yeah, the Alvin Brothers. But but what ended up happening is, um, you have to adapt and just kind of go for what you know. And 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 really, the live music is something they can't digitize and take away from us. So. Yeah. But do you also think this is true that real songwriters are going to they're going to make it anywhere? That's true. I mean, well, I think so. I, like, Radio well, sales think, or think, you know, think, TV, whatever medium or format. I think a good song you're forced will, to. will will win out. It will yeah. always cut through. You know, and and even if that doesn't mean you aren't putting it on a big movie or making a ton, but, um, that goes back to the live stuff. If people mm-hmm. are touched by great songwriters, yeah. I mean, I can name a dozen that that you know are out there touring and working and you know and. Um, they're older guys, and they've been doing it forever and ever, and they aren't on the tips of everyone's tongue. They're not commercially known, but there is still a way to gracefully grow older and play music and Absolutely. keep doing it. And it's just not, mm-hmm. it's not easy, but it's there, and so... And it's it, not, it doesn't have to be boring, and it doesn't have to be no, contemporary. No, I mean, Ray Wiley Hubbard, <coughs> and, you know, oh, man. And guys well, like that, right? So Billy, Joe James, James Billy Joe Shaver. James McMurtry. James McMurtry, those yeah. are the guys you know, yeah. that, I would, that I would name. And, and they... And, uh... You know, they're not filling arenas. They're not constantly. Or even but, you're talking about you talked to Alvin. So they weren't the long riders, right? Who was the long riders? That no, was the, Alejandro the, Escoveda. The Alvins, the Alvins were uh, the blasters. Blasters. Mm-hmm. Right out, right out of Los Alejandro Angeles. Escoveda was long riders. No, Alejandro was from. He had that cool punk band. He's part After of the, the long es- riders. Escoveda yeah, was that. The was long riders. Escoveda's uh, is, is a family. They they. Because Sheila, he's his, his cousin, right? Um, I think it's his niece, maybe. Okay. But I forget, but his brothers. They were in Santana. But yeah, he just came yeah. out with some new shit, some new stuff about... Oh, uh, he's great. He's brilliant. That, I, he's I like her better when she walks away. Dude, Casey, it's the podcast. It's on iTunes. It's not on radio. Go shit! Ahead. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, Alejandro is a brilliant artist. Yeah. And, you know, uh, like I said, you know, it can be done. It just has to change. But I think these people are great influences. Right. I mean, you talk about someone that just gets out there. American Idol, I think it's like 24 is the cutoff. So if you're over 24, wow, that's good luck. So sad. Good luck to our, you know, you can maybe have the it's best 30, voice in the know. world and you're just a little bald. Hey, maybe. Well, you know, <laughs> a little <just> frumpy. <laughs> <laughs> a little frumpy. Yeah, but you know that. That's, you got two chins. That's, that's the way it's always been. There's Quit talking always, about me. There, there's always been young. You're pink. <laughs> there's always been teen idols. Frank Sinatra was a teen idol for the Bobby Sox. There's always yeah. been teen idols. Yeah, and, then there's, and then there's always been older musicians and. That's just the way it is. I mean, it's hard to, you can't fight it. it, it I mean, look at Mick Jagger out there. He's yeah. still out there. And some people do sort of fight it. Like, if you're if you're like a heavy metal guy, right, but you, mm. never, but you never made a dent in your, so it's probably a little weird to be a heavy metal guy in your 50s still trying to break. <laughs> yeah. At least at least wear darker jeans. Just come at on. Least, you you man, know you got but, a darker pair of but jeans. But if you're Metallica man. and you already 
Gotcha. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Hetfield, Lars, ACDC. ACDC's coming to yeah. uh, to Dodger Stadium. It's it, going to probably be and Malcolm attendance still records. dresses like a schoolboy. It doesn't matter uh, how old those guys are, and and the same. So, so like we said, aging gracefully. The alternative is to be cool, like um, Billy Joe. And, yeah. You know all those guys. They're they're just cool, and they just they, Bruce they read, Springsteen. They rely on songs. Yeah. You know, they rely mm-hmm. on songs and a core audience and touring. Who's your favorite uh, songwriter? Oh, that's man. I don't know. That's sort so of we got to do in categories. Who's your favorite male category? Uh, <laughs> country and western. <laughs> well, I love it. Billy Joe Shaver actually. Yeah. I lo- and I love uh, Mickey Newberry, and I love. Uh, don't know who that is. Merle Haggard. Oh, no, no got him. Yeah. Who's Mickey you know, the, Newberry? The big ones. Mickey Newberry is a uh, a Texas writer. Okay. That um, wrote some really great songs. His most commercial one was probably. Done a little bit, in my opinion, goofily by um, uh, Kenny Rogers. Just stopped it. Just dropped in to see what condition my condition. Oh was. my gosh! Psychedelic. So, so he yeah. sort of, but but, dimension, but, but, Mickey, right? but Mickey's uh, version was kind of dark and it meant a whole other thing. And he's just like uh, one one of the great songwriters. One of my favorite songs of his. Isn't is that sad that I see Big Lebowski when I hear that song? I just, yeah. I just. That's see not sad. Him. That's one of the greatest movies. In, in, I see him in, running in columns and anyway. So. <laughs> And, and it and takes place they, in Los Angeles. Come course, on, Malibu. Of course, you got the big ones, you know, Willie and Merle, and you know. Buck oh, absolutely. And, yeah, all those guys. So it's hard. To but we feature those guys all the time. I mean, California is filled. I put, with, I put Ray you know, Wiley Hubbard up in mine. I, I even actually put a guy I don't, I really dislike. And remember, we were supposed to tour with this cat too. We we played a. You're uh, supposed to say you dislike him. God, you're right. I do. But he's this, yeah, this person I'm not going to talk about mm-hmm. happens to not be so uh, liberal. Ah. Uh, so that's the gotcha. problem I have. Yeah. I, I love his music. And I think you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> just open-minded. He's not open-minded. Been to prison, been to prison, uh, writes a yeah, bunch yeah, of country yeah, songs. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, I'm not going to say his name, but it's that, that attitude that bothers me because I'm embarrassed to say I, I love this guy's writing. Well, I, I saw Merle. Um, <clears throat> Deco. Um, I saw Merle at the... Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have one of those mute buttons for you. I should have done that for <laughs> you. But just, just write it down. You have a piece of paper right the there. The Canyon, Canyon Club. I saw I saw Merle a few weeks back. Are you telling me about that? Outstanding. I, I saw Merle at, at, at the Fox oh, Theater yeah. in Bakersfield, California. He's a, he's a nut. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's an act. That, 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 I don't believe it is. That's an act. I, that's certainly an act. I was at one of his shows in, in Texas, in, in Fort Worth, actually. He was Billy Bob's. And uh, uh-huh. he's there with his son. And, you know, here's the thing. He's absolutely right when he said what he said, mm-hmm. that we are all there just to hear these songs, these five sure. or six yeah, yeah, particular yeah. songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. He's right. But then he says, and this is the second time I've seen him do that, but I ain't going to play those tonight. Mm. Yeah. What? But I ain't going to play those tonight. Okay. He's <laughs> the first guy that did that, though. But so he's he's copying someone else's, like, badassness? I don't know. I You know, it's... <clears throat> gosh, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, we're talking about someone that you apparently can't say on on on, on the air, well, so we're not gonna. Who who gives a crap? Yeah, who gives it's a fine. crap? Um, I will say this though, as far as California goes, you know, Buck and Merle are sure. among the best. And think of that diversity Dwight, between the two of them. Dwight, uh, Dwight yeah, um, well, Dwight's you know our hero. So yeah, you guys can't, playing can't the, uh, Tom Petty, Mike Stinson, you know him? Oh, I love Mike Stinson. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's, yeah. A, he's a buddy. He's, yeah. he's a friend of mine. He's a pal, yeah. In fact, he's he brought in he brought out a camera crew to record the mules and do a documentary. They were following mm-hmm. him on, and he brought them to. So he threw I, me I a bone. I was reminded because he wrote a real cool song called "The Late Great Golden State" that 
Yeah, I know that song. Yeah, Dwight, that's a great Dwight song. Cover. Uh-huh. Wow, that's yeah. good for Mike Stinson. Yeah. Mike Stinson, yeah. y'all check him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we were friends with it. We just had uh, Rosie Flores in, yeah, you know, she did a little interview Hopefully with us. Hopefully we'll get her back out to do a great. finish the interview. Um, it, there's Love a lot her. of people moving out there. That yeah. That's kind of the, 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 the attention that I want to bring to California in general is that we have such great talent here, man, and, and great songwriters. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be a songwriter to, you know, and move to Nashville necessarily. Yes, you'll have to fly back and forth and things like that. Well, the thing but. about Nashville is, um, you know, it's it, they're entrenched in their tradition and they've been doing that yeah. for a long time. They know what they're doing. And mm-hmm. it, well, you know, uh, whether you like the pop country or you have, there's that whole thing going on with the. There's a place for it. it. Yeah, you know the kids, and it's, it's not very pop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're in, the, place, <laughs> okay, if, you're, well, if you're on a pickup truck in the moonlight then by go. the riverside, yeah, there's a place with your for dog. That. And, yeah, so I like dogs. Well, it's, it's rock and roll with fiddle. I like dogs. I think Merle called it milk toast rock and roll. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been better. So the, th- the thing about that though <laughs> is, <laughs> um, you know, uh, just there, I can see. <laughs> There's an appeal, you know, to to a certain audience. Yeah. Right? Well, and also all the the, the players are hot looking, young, and well, I was going to say the players actually in the natural system, the actual players are not hot looking, young. They're the old cats. Well, that's that's not the studio cats. Well, the studio, studio cats, cats for are sure. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Who wrote that old song? There's twelve thousand guitarists in Nashville. Remember that old song? Yeah. There's twenty five thousand six hundred forty guitar pickers in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go to Nashville, you end up sort of fighting that. And if you go to if you go to Austin. Which has changed a lot yeah. as well. You yeah. end up, you know, everyone's there's like a million gigs at fifty dollars a night, and uh-huh. and, and you know, they're two, cranking out the two tours. million bands yeah. looking for those same gigs. So. Yeah, I was talking to Storm uh, Storm Road. I was playing of. with yeah. him today, and he was saying, that, you know, when he lived in in Austin, you couldn't believe that he was still driving two hundred miles to go to shows. He's like, wait a second, there's like six gigs, right. six gigs on the way from like the gas station to to, yeah. to, to you know to yeah, here. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you and know, I still love um, Austin. You know, I, I do, but. Um, Last time we played there, I guess it's been a couple of years, we were playing some real cool shows, and um, I just started saying for some reason, you know, we were from L.A. and whatever, and I started going, well, don't worry, we're not moving here. Yeah. And at first it became like a snicker. People kind of went, yeah, good. You good. Know? And, I, and I go, man, that's that's messed up. You know? <laughs> 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 that's, kind of, that's kind of mean. And we, it became a joke, but then pretty soon it sort of was a calling card for us yeah we love austin we love playing here we'll be back but we, mm-hmm. won't, we won't move here yeah. and people were like yeah so so you know it just got well that that's what happened like, yeah. at los angeles you know everybody moved here and they still well, you know what's funny is i say yeah. the same thing about austin because i've lived in austin and played in austin for 10 years um but now when i go back i say man this is nothing like the scene was and a friend of mine says you know 60 year old guy he's like that's what every generation says that yeah. is austin uh-huh. you know when when Joplin and then we're playing on, in Austin sure. ten years later yeah. came back mm-hmm. and Armadillo and you know yeah. that that that's the thing though uh, with music is every generation says they become attached and then pretty soon it becomes nostalgia and everyone says that's music the new stuff is crap and that's just the way it was I mean yeah when the Beatles came along the generation before them said it's noisy and their hair is long and you can't understand the lyrics and stuff and then. The Beatles generation, you know, yeah. ah, it's whatever. It's just, and, and it's just the way. It and now, is. now old guys are like a, this rap music and yeah, yeah but isn't isn't that, isn't that rock and roll? You want to destroy the generation before yeah, you? you? I mean, do. that that's kind should. of it too. Yeah. You know, but here's the sad thing. Here's what I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing anyone like that in rock and roll anymore. You know, I do love some new bands like Alabama mm-hmm. Shakes. We're talking Alabama yeah, Shakes. They're, they're cool. also my Morning yeah. Jackets, 
Awesome. You know, Jack yeah. White's one of my Jack White, the, you know, yeah. rock on tours, amazing. You just gotta dig a little deeper because because yeah. rock and roll is getting older now. And the form Wilco. Has, the form has been mined, you know, so yeah. much. So it's well, you've a got hard. new guys coming up. Billy Sturgill Simpson yeah. is, is, was at Coachella and at Stagecoach. Yeah. I mean, you know, had to play at the Palomino stage, yeah. uh, but so did a lot of other legends. And what was it? Willie's Willie son is out playing now. Steve Earl's, Steve Earl's son's out mm-hmm. playing yeah. now. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and you know Ben Haggard, Towns Van Earl, Merle Haggard's youngest son is playing guitar with him now. That's so, right. I mean, so that's, good, that's uh, he was at the, yeah. He's at actually Merle and Willie have a new song out. Was it the 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 homage? It's to, all going uh, to pot. The, yeah, well, that's, the, great. But, uh, that's a funny video. That's a great yeah. No, I meant the one the homage to guitars. What's his name? Uh, uh, that Gypsy German. Oh, Django. Django one of them was Django, Django Reinhardt, and, and then uh, uh, Jimmy like, Jimmy. Uh, who are they talking about? Was the other Jimmy? Is that Jimmy the country singer that yodeled? Who was the Jimmy, only Jimmy Rogers? Or? Jimmy Rogers. Jimmy okay. Rogers. Really? And Django Reinhardt? That's what I'm that's assuming. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. We'd have to ask Willie. Um, I would love for him to take our phone call. Well, let's, <laughs> let's uh, you know. And I still have... Maybe if you spent less time calling Tom Petty to try to, to <laughs> hang out by his place. Actually, then. I don't have Tom Petty's number. It's more to trying to get people to give me Tom Petty's number. Oh, okay. Well, well one of our buddies um, that I took to Canada on our last tour last... last uh, I guess it was last June, last summer... Um, we played you while you were in Canada. Yeah. Yes, we did. Okay, yeah, when you that, guys were on the road. And we took a couple of Texans with us, remember? Uh, they were a band called Nick Gaetan and Umbrella Man. Uh, good buddies. And, uh, oh, Nick, I, I met him. Yeah, Nick's He was cool playing guy. bass with Billy Joe Shaver. Was he was playing bass again with Billy Joe Shaver. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's a great guy. So very Shruff, good, very Shruff, talented. He knows him. Shreff uh, just played lead guitar sh- for... Uh, John Shreffler played with him on the... When Kerry, I think he played with Nick. No, Nick was not with him at the time. Well, Nick went on, away but, for a while and he's mm-hmm, back okay. now, but the reason I brought him up is because with <clears throat> Billy Joe and Willie together, uh, one of Nick's favorite writers and musicians of all time is Willie Nelson, and lately he's been doing shows with Willie and wow. Billy Joe, so... So good That's for awesome. Nick, so there yeah, they're all going to be there at that Fourth of July picnic in, there you in go, Texas. Nick. Be, See, I used to think my, all my dreams were fulfilled by smoking a joint with Willie, and I did do that. I did it on his birthday party in Austin. Oh, that's but it's nice. not enough. Now, now that's I need more Willie. Now you need to smoke hash or whatever. <laughs> get a hug while we some smoke. biodiesel. Just you guys need me. to drink some biodiesel <laughs> while you're uh... braid braid his hair for him. <laughs> this drink tastes like French fries. <laughs> I can imagine you. Hey, can I hold your guitar and just just? Yeah. Whew. I, I, w- I want to put my hand in there. That Speaking like, of, that's like, like Hank Hill. That's a Hank Hill episode. Of <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, he, more jiggly old ding dang. He breaks trigger on the. <laughs> 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 um, speaking of guitar, because you know we're talking about you know I playing, I would love thing. to hear you play some music here. And we we actually uh, kind of jammed along a little earlier. I wish I was rolling. Yeah. Um, but um, tell us about the song that you're going to play here. Well, it's a Tony. Song, it's Tony a song. Zamora in the studio. Tony Z. Yeah, this is a song. Well, first off, thanks guys. From German Loco. You're welcome. Thanks for having Volkommen. me. Volkommen. It's a it's a pleasure. That's German. Hey, don't worry, man. Our fourteen, our fourteen viewers are really gonna dig this. Yeah, well, Dude, don't cut us short. There's at least seventeen. My mom's gonna listen. No wait, she doesn't have a computer. No, she. she so uh, we actually had five hundred plus once. Does she have an iPod <laughs> Shuffle? <laughs> yeah, she's a hundred and seven. She's got an iPod Shuffle. Wow. No, I'm oh. kidding. She's not, <laughs> mom, you're not hundred. He's he's just kidding. But, she has. Um, she, she had, had me first, when she was two. <laughs> just the first one, the big brick one, though, the white one. <laughs> There's a. Uh, uh, We've got a new record coming out, and this this song here is called uh, Goodbye Highway 99, or maybe just Highway 99. It's going to be debuted with you guys. It's the first time I ever played it wow, anywhere. dude. So um, what I thought I'd bring in for the Single to Mile show for you guys is because 
back in the um, Great Depression era with the Dust Bowl migration, there was the, of course a flood. This this comes to our Bakersfield, our Bakersfield music, um, Bakersfield sound. Uh, those guys. Where almost where most people ended up that were yeah, farm right, farmers. Right, yeah. Right. So so what happened? <clears throat> this is in the 30s during the, when, when just the country was so broken. You know the Great Depression and obviously the perfect storm of the farms getting blown away and especially in Oklahoma they come here. So mm -hmm. uh, they go to the agriculture, the Central Valley mostly. And they start looking for work, and they're just dirt poor, you know, Tom Joe Grapes of Wrath thing. So they're just as poor as they can be. And they start wanting to work the um, farm workers' jobs. And at first, the farm workers, uh, the Latinos, they kind of tried to have an early version of Cesar Chavez, United uh, Farm Workers, okay. UFW. It didn't work. Good. And they started, uh, the farmers themselves were sort of used to these guys, and they worked cheap, and they worked hard. They were the Mexican migrant farm workers. But, of course, the government stepped in and put pressure on the uh, farm workers and made them hire the, the Dust Bowl migrants, the mi migrant workers. Mm. And there wasn't, like, a big deal between them so much. I mean, in my family there wasn't, and I, I knew that from, from my mom is originally from Texas, but she kind of, she, she ended up in... San Francisco, Sacramento, work down to L.A. So there wasn't a whole big deal about it, except for when you're um, in competition for jobs, right? So what the government decided to do is enact the Repatriation Act of 1930-something. Hmm. And essentially, they went around and they herded them into trucks and trains and whatever they could and just shipped them back to Mexico <laughs> without due process, wow. without, without any... It just... Get in the get in the truck, Pancho. You're going, to, and <clears throat> a lot of them were Americans. Wait a minute, I'm born here in California. I mean, that, that tough shit. I almost said born in East LA. Or born in East LA, whatever. <laughs> that, but, yeah. but 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 they're Somebody born. Fought. They're California. That's they're, actually over here on this wall. You know, you're right next to the uh, the Great Wall, the Wall of Los Angeles, which is all the the yeah. struggle and my the whole history. Yeah. The oh, that's really nice. right here. You know, it's, it's a whole walk of all the things that <laughs> America's so, done wrong. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in that in those days, Highway 99 was the main line. Up to Bakersfield. Yeah, there was no, there was no five, and actually, at one point, early, early, the Highway ninety nine went from Canada to Mexico. Mm. So, wow! And it was probably a pretty messed up road or whatever. But so this song is about that repatriation and about the migrant workers, and it comes from a third party point of view. He meets one of them, and um, I don't know. So I just thought it would work for our single to Mayo show. Can't wait to hear it. So, yeah. Y'all ready? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tony Zamora singing Goodbye Highway 9 on the California Country Show. Here we go. Nope, here we go. <laughs> Saw me a saint in Modesto Said his blessings had all gone bad Trying to make it down to Fresno, I gave him every cent I had. He'd been pounded by the wind, he'd been burned by the cold. Worked late the California till his hands were a hundred years old. He got family all the way from Sacramento to LA. But that repatriation made it so he couldn't stay. 
He was born in California where the current runs deep and slow. So it never made a lick of sense why he'd ever have to go. Goodbye, went night and night. In a sweaty red hot box car packed with others of his kind. From the Central Valley to Tijuana on the Southern Pacific Line. They'll reconvene on the San Joaquin, but for now, it's goodbye Highway 99. A Dust Bowl refugee was the best friend he ever made. So he never said a word when he took all the jobs that paid. And that oaky sister married his youngest brother late last fall. A bandy redhead and tough and mean, but the Mexicans don't mind her at all. They say round them up, they'll tell you they're from here, but that's a joke. They take our jobs and they're the reason this country has gone broke. The burden of Bracetos can be handled in just one way. Send them all back to Mexico. There's nothing more to say. Goodbye, Highway 99. In a sweaty red hot box car packed with others of his kind. From the Central Valley to Tijuana on the Southern Pacific Line. They'll reconvene on the San Joaquin, but for now, it's goodbye, Highway 99. Go on, Dave. Might have held for a spell But it was just a story Told the kids so they won't burn in hell The rail he rode out of town On that hot and dusty day Had them watch a dream grow smaller As that freight train pulled away So back on the farms He's working hard His back again is bent Posture of the migrants it's how the lives are spent. Eyes down, keep out of trouble. Easier said than done. The golden rule and the golden state don't work for everyone. Goodbye, Highway 99. In a sweaty red hot box car packed with others of his kind. From the Central Valley to Tier 1 on the Southern Pacific Line They'll reconvene on the San Joaquin But for now, it's goodbye Highway 99 They'll reconvene on the San Joaquin But for now, it's goodbye Tony Zamora, nice. yeah. Nicely done, boys. Excellent work.
Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Happy, hell, that was good, man. Yeah, there's a debut for you. Hey, man, well, tell me about that guitar, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, this guitar is so cool. Um, if I do say so myself. Oh, you should. It's right very now. nice. It is a, um, it's a three-quarter scale. I, I used to, It's a parlor, actually. Okay, a parlor. So I used okay. to work for this. I uh, play a tailor. Yeah. <laughs> I used to work for this cool uh, shop in Santa Monica. I'll give him a plug. A good friend of mine, Bill Asher. Great guitar, uh, Luthier. And he was about to throw this thing away, and I rescued it from the trash. Wow. He said it wasn't worth uh, uh, restoring. Because it, it's just you know, all the man hours. Was he just in, in a bad mood? No, I think all the man hours you put into it. Was he, uh, was he trying out for uh, Duran Duran or something? Was there something he wanted to keep, Would you it, believe? keep, it, keep it modern? Uh, actually, he's great. He, he builds he built all the Ben Harper lap steels and stuff. He's a real cool oh, guy. Nice. But, but uh, his specialty is lap steels. But he just thought with man hours and whatnot, it is maybe worth four or $500. And he wasn't sure. So I said, can I have it as a project? And I restored it with the help of some You did great. It seems like it has high action, but playable. It's really play yeah, playable. Yeah, it's really fun. So yeah. And it sounds so just, it sounds so old just tiny, so old. man. It so, just sounds so old. So here's my story about this guitar. Uh, we looked it up. I couldn't find it anywhere. There's no, no insignia or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Somebody said, that looks like a Sears guitar. So we found on the uh, Sears reissue catalogs from 1895. It's called the Oakwood. It's actually made out of oak. I mean, who makes guitars out of oak? No. So uh, it smells like an old piece of furniture, too. Uh, I'll let you guys have a smell. That smells like the, it smells yeah. like the, the, looks like just like the desk, though. Right? Yeah, right. The, the so so uh, uh, we found it, and it 1895 was advertised in the Sears catalog and went for $4.95. So the, <laughs> so the guitar is well over 100 years old, maybe 110. It's appreciated. Yeah, it's really cool. And, we kind and it's of worth more than that, right? What, well, I'm not sure that it's worth a whole bunch, but uh -huh. to me it is, and here's one of the reasons why. It had to be worth 700 to 1000 easily. So, yeah, I'm thinking around there. Yeah. So, so um, Ry Cooter comes in. There's a lot of big shots that came into that shop. So, so Ry Cooter came in, and uh, um, he, I, sh I said, Ry, look at this thing here. Mm -hmm. And he picks it up, and he falls in love with it. <laughs> and he says, oh, my God, this is the sound. This is the front porch Delta Blues sound. Dude, He's yeah. like, so... So he goes, how much is this? And I said, oh, no, that's mine. I, I just restored it, and I'm not selling it. And he goes, I'll give you anything you want for it. Wow. So now I, I'm thinking, I probably should have said, can I have 10000 You should have said that. But yeah. he probably would have told me where to go. But, <laughs> but anyway. 10000 pesos? Sure. But, so so it's been through 100 and some odd years of that's playing. That's amazing. It's beautiful. And it ended up in Ry Cooter's hands, and he played it and loved it, and I refused to sell it to him. Well, folks out here in Radio Land, so, you, this guitar is a beauty. Yeah. So there it is. Yeah, it's super cool. Sears Oakwood guitar, so it's fun. And yeah. I love I love the neck because it's it's, it's got oh, that it's uh, what is V neck? V -neck. That's what it is. Gosh. Oh yeah, yeah. You ever played that? You, you hailed it? Ergonomic. It's not. It's, well, uh, no, I mean, actually, it works against you. But I actually kind of like it when I'm like after a long night of playing, you know, you kind of want to just lean on your guitar neck. It just sounds old, right? And go ahead and smell it, Casey. Inside the sound. <sighs> don't get don't get addicted. That's dude. old. <laughs> that smells like a nunnery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone has their own. Every time I hand it somebody, says, oh, it sounds like my grandmother's closet. Like, you're the first person who said that. A nunnery? <laughs> I don't know. It's cool. It smells like right, old. Me, I got I gotta it. It's definitely old. Have a whiff, Dave. It's that smell of a, uh, yeah, that's old. Oh, yeah, it's like an old cabin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Give me a whiff. <sighs> there we are. <sighs> Well, cool. Well, Tony, man, it's been awesome having awesome. you. Thank you so Great much. Great interview. Um, you know, as far as Cinco de Mayo goes, do you have any plans? Yeah, uh, tequila. Yeah. What's your brand? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you okay? <don't> <laughs> I'm just going to drink that much tequila. I sell a bit I've been dust. playing with the Irish guys for so long that uh, 
Irish whiskey. And, like, I drink and, Guinness and, uh, and a Jameson. Yeah, uh, uh, harp and uh, no, but you know, I like uh, you know what I like the clear tequila. You know what the real tall and short though, and, and, and when you go to a bar in Ireland, you yeah. order a tall and a short. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a, and everyone in America thinks it's a Guinness, which is true. Yeah, and a Jameson. No, Mm-mm. Irish people don't drink Jameson. It's expensive. They drink patties. Patties. Yeah. Well, we drink Bushmills. And black bush, bush, to be specific. Black bush. Yeah. You like yeah. black bush? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you drink too much are, of that bush. People are disgusting. It. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what kind of bush it is. Yeah. Well, That's Tony, awesome. man, It'll thank get you. you there. Thank you so much for coming out, brother. Thank you, brother. That's yeah, really this has been great. Where are, you, where are you going to be playing next? What, what can we expect from you? And what's this fourth album you're talking about? Uh, the fourth album, uh, I didn't want to give away too much about the ideas, but we're we're going to streamline it. And our, our other albums are pretty dense. The last two have been really fun. I mean, the last record had a song called Claudine, which did pretty well Claudine for was us. a great song. Did we yeah. play that? That's, that's, that's with yeah. Dave Alvin on it, right? Oh, okay, Dave, okay. Dave I, didn't, I didn't realize that. Yep. We would have said something. Uh, Dave Alvin's playing guitar on it. Really honored to have him. And... Um, here's a little bit of news from our camp. Um, I wrote that song with Dave Raven. Oh, okay. so Dave Raven from the Mojo Monkeys. Yeah, we mm-hmm. love Dave. Dave Raven is now out on tour with uh, Shelby. Lynn. I saw that Shelby Lynn. So that's very yeah. cool. So uh, anyway, those albums were kind of dense and stuff, and I'm gonna strip it down and make it a little more simple and go a little more country and folk. But I want to kind of rev it up with Mexican instrumentation and stuff, and I'm even thinking of using a little bit of strings and maybe some horns, mariachi horns. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, so that's what we're doing. Muted trumpet. Har- harmonica is yeah. very Mexican. It yeah. sure if, is. If, if a brown guy well, plays you know it, <laughs> that's right. That's absolutely right. I'm I'm all over that, and it actually sounded great no on this song. I, right. I will remember that. So, um, yeah. You see, you see so, there you go. That's classic. Single that's Day Mile. Lee, Lee Oscar. So, so and uh, we. Doggies oh, we're under. Uh, I guess that, that's our clue. The sound our of the key. bell means. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Lola's yeah, back. So just go to tremolocos.com. Tremoloco, you can, folks. You can, you can find us. Is it tremoloco.com? It's tremolocos with an S. Tremolocos with an S. T R E M E L O C O. T-R-E-M-O-L-O-S-T-R-E-M-O-Locos. Why are you so crazy? Like Tremolocos.com. <laughs> Listen, if you want to know who Casey Cannon was uh, talking smack about, you can email him at Casey at California-Country.com. If, if you have any problems with the show, email Dave. Just Dave at California-Country.com. If you're a California country recording artist, we of course we want you on this show. The whole point is to get the word out there, uh, things like that. Uh, really quickly, Tony, what bands are you uh, seeing live? Who are you really impressed with right now? That's, Should we tell uh, our listeners to go who, see? Who can, we, who can we support? I Man, like I said, I went to see Merle. I know I already said that, but mm-hmm. he was outstanding. His boy is... He's coming back, too. His boy June. is amazing on... Uh, ben Haggard. On well, just amazing. And... Um, Man, I've been hunkering down and working like crazy, so I haven't had a chance to see too much. I'm back with the Twilight Lords, the Irish band. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Ken out. And We're going to have Ken out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so, uh, and I've been playing with the 44s who are now in Europe. I've been doing a blues jam with them. Okay. They're worth looking up and seeing. 44s. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 44s. That's just the 44s band. So That was a good year. Those are my boys, and uh, I haven't had a chance to see too much other music. Although, I told Dave when Shelby Lynn's in town, i got to go. Yeah. She's outstanding. Raven better... Do us a favor and yeah. like hook us up with a little, uh, well, little hug produced, at least. Dave's produced albums for both of us. Yes, he has. Yeah, so. He sure has. Yeah. He's a wonderful. His the album he produced for us is still in rotation on radio. Yeah. Yes, it is on on, on XM Radio, on man. XM. On XM yeah. and FM mm-hmm. too. 
Uh, Tony, are you going to, um, when, when you tour, are you going to hit certain places? Uh, yeah, we're going to go back to Texas and we'll be in Houston, which is, I've got really good friends there and a big support system there. And, uh, Where are you playing in Houston? We play a place called Pete's Place, Pete Mitchell's Place, and uh, it's called Under the Volcano. We'll do okay. it in the same sort of circuit Mike Stinson. Is that like downtown Houston or no, Montrose? Yeah, it's in the, I forget what street it's on. Um, but anyway, we're playing there, and then we'll go down to San Antonio, and also to uh, maybe as far as Lafayette, but we'll do Austin, okay. and you know, and then we're headed up to... That's uh, Louisiana. Yeah. Oh, and, and, then, and then we're headed up to Canada because in Alberta, uh, they got that. It's like the Houston of. Okay. of uh, well, they've got a lot of songs about Cal- Hurt and Albertan. Uh, Calgary has a. <laughs> Calgary is, is like the Houston of. of is that of right? Canada. Okay. It's a big boomtown, oil money, and they don't, oh. they don't give a. You know what about paying 20 bucks for a CD? They just. If they like it, they'll plunk it down. So oh, that's cool. Seeing that's how you make money. Is a, that's great. But is it Canadian artist. money, though? Looks like we're going to start it's having to get demographically uh, focused on the Canadians, the Canucks. Yeah, yeah. you know what? There's I, actually a lot of great artists coming out. I, I, yeah, right I now, always, so. I always um, uh, recommend to my friends to go to Canada. It's, it's a little bit of a hassle, but once you get there... The I'm date, going there with Boy George in July. Is that right? <laughs> on a date? <laughs> he promised to take you to the Eiffel Tower. He hasn't called back yet, but uh, we'll no, see. No, go do it. You guys should go to, to play harmonica, you bastards. It's, 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 really, it's really fun, and they... They pay and they take care of musicians, and there's some really great Canadian artists that are uh, their their whole folk Americana country. Yeah, thing, just it's really strong these yeah, days. Very just, nice. There's a radio station in the province of Alberta called CKUA. They're well worth listening to. They stream online as well, and you can hear all about Canadian musicians. And it's a little tough because they focus on Canadian musicians yeah. as they should. But if you can get a little nudge in there, um, yeah. You know, we talk about government. Funded music, <coughs> Canada. That's right. They pay their musicians. They do. They take care of their people. Yeah. And, and, and they get to go. And they get to go to the hospital. You know the the, the yeah. clubs. Um, they're not super. Some of them are not super big. One of my favorite, for example, is a place called the Ironwood. I'll give them a plug in Calgary. And you know what? It's maybe 175, 180 people, which is a pretty good size for a club. But no problem getting uh, twenty dollars a head there and playing. And so oh, cool. you can make a living. You know. Wow, can't imagine that. Yeah, I know, right? They cry about three dollars here. So. Oh man, they, they flip out. <laughs> well, things are changing. We hope that hope that yeah. this is the start of, of, of things getting bigger and better for us in California. Yeah. Uh, in your opinion, what is going to make uh, California stick out? Like, how do we need to change here, LA, San Francisco, uh, the scene? What, what 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 kind of things are we uh, are we looking to, to make things better for us all here? I think I think one of the things which sort of pisses some people off, but I don't care. Um, is to is for these musicians of all ilks, whether they're just weekend warriors or whatever, to really quit playing for bad money and for free. Yeah. And uh, it's just preach. Yeah, it's just it's just a drag. It's taking it's making it tough for everybody, and for us that are in the business to not be afraid of the changes that are going to come and they're inevitable. So if we. You, isn't it true that you sort of create your own yeah now? i mean how, I, how else do you do it right so, or you would just assume that the, the ocean's gonna part yeah and, right and there's gonna be a red carpet well, down you, the you, you can't you can't fight the trends right you gotta no. work you gotta work yeah. with the trends yeah, and, absolutely. and you know just like what you guys show. are doing here with the yeah. uh, internet and, you know didn't even look at it that way kind of i just kind of looked at like this is what it is what you either in or you're out yeah and you guys have <laughs> created your own little gig here and yeah that's what you do and and i think if you keep doing that 
Um, they'll see the worth because the old idiom when you get what you pay for, you, if you're in a band for a hundred bucks for the whole band, you can get what you pay for. And in the old days, music was so valued and it's been devalued, but that's not necessarily music's fault, I think. Well, it's so available, readily available well, to everybody. Well, it's that, but I think it's the same thing with film and mm -hmm. any sort of entertainment. I mean, come on, really? Can there's I, always going to be a cheaper, I believe, can I, can not I as good now. why I believe there's there's a problem, because I believe most people think they can do it now and do it, and yeah. they do it. Yeah, well, that's, well now that's, technology's that's, there. That's, you have the ability yeah. to do that. And it's yeah. ruining music. It doesn't mean that you can. <laughs> that's or, part of the digital thing, right? And, yeah. and they can share files. And yeah, and, and have an album out in a week. I just because you can make a record doesn't mean you should. That's the biggest thing. Just because you can, don't... And one of the things I was hoping was that's that... That's inspirational. <laughs> Folks, just don't do it. <laughs> Listen, if you're listening to this right now, you're just into the business, stop. quit. Just, quit now. Just quit. <laughs> no, but one of the things I was hoping is that the Hollywood, which has much uh, so much clout, is that the technology will catch up where you can rip a movie in you know, two, oh, yeah. two minutes like, a, like an album. Oh, yeah. Once that starts happening, things will change. And, and things are yeah. slowly changing. Copyright laws are changing. And they're, they're copyright. Thank God. The copyright, uh, U.S. Uh, copyright Office... The Library of Congress has finally gotten into looking at our copyright yeah. laws. That's kind of why we so. changed the formula of the show a little bit. We were going to so. go straight to iTunes with yeah. the with the the music yeah. list and the interviews, but mm -hmm. we realized iTunes ain't going to pay anybody that we play. And plus, you know, on our level, like, what does it really matter yeah. playing iTunes? I'm not that saying that it doesn't really matter. I'm just saying like we have we have something we can do here. I think much better. I mean, you know, we yeah. we can do we can touch more people this way. I mean, we hope. Uh, well, we hope. We'd like to talk to about the border blaster. This is what I consider the new border blaster. People in Russia and Australia listen to this show. Yeah, that's border blaster. If I ever right. heard of. Yeah, it might not be killing birds. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear? Could I? My flocks yeah. of birds would just die yeah. under these giant antennas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that like was I the said, devil's music. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was the Wolf devil's Jack. It's talking the, uh, about it all. It's a new business model, and it's up to us to create it. And to well, I, pre I appreciate it. That's awesome. It, man. Hey, can I take us out with a little Wolfman Jack? Do you want to take us out with a Wolfman well, Jack? Well, yeah, I went down to South Africa, and I got myself a cape made of these little linen cherry moths. Now, they tied all these cherry moths together and put them in a little hut. They came out, and my coat flies itself. We did a Wolfman Jack episode a while ago, Tony. Sorry about that, or else, you know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tony Zamora you, from uh, the band Tremoloco. Check him out, tremolocos.com. And happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Yeah. Take care. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. On behalf of myself, just Dave and Casey Cannon. Whee! Cheers. Cheers. Good night. Hey, everybody. This is Tony Zamora from the L.A. band Tremoloco. Hey, I'm Megan Lindsay. It's David Raven from the Mojo Monkeys. This is Mark Christian from the band Merle Jagger. Hi, this is Kirsten, Audrey, and Amanda from, from Calico the Band. Hey, y'all, this is Todd Lowe from HBO's True Blood, and you're listening to the California Country Show, hosted by Just Dave Bernal and Casey Cannon. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>